0: Welcome to Lainstorming, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott and with me as always is Ben Slinger.
1: G'day. And our guest this week is Andrew Natoli from the Inconsolables podcast. Now do you like to really hit that pun, like inconsolables, or how do you generally? Do you, do you I,
2: I... it? <laughs> I Well, no, I, can see, I just call it inconsolable, so I, just, I overcommitted yeah. to the pun early and then realised that um, people weren't finding us because of the spelling, so that was good.
1: <laughs> so did you actually have to change the spelling of your podcast? Did you have the E uh, in there? Yeah, I had the
2: yeah. E in there and I had dashes as well on the very first ones, so I just kind of right. um, made it a bit more easier to type and Googleable and, you know, bit more like, SEO if you friendly. don't, yeah, pretty much, and if you don't find, if, if you don't see the pun, then you don't see the pun oh. and deal with it. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for, that's kind of, that's kind thanks of the for joining Jaker us this week. Now. Good to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, Do you? well, let, let's just uh, tell us, you can tell us a little bit about the podcast before we get into things.
2: Yeah, generally it's it's just, uh, we started as my mate Paul and I just talking about games all the time. This is the thing we do. So it's like, well, why not record it and pop it online? So we did. We just kind of take take the um, news that interests us most and then talk about a bunch of games that we played as yeah. well. So um, we always ramble and go on way too
1: long though. Pretty much sounds like how we started, so. All right. Well, let's go right into it. We're going to play Click Pitch. For those who haven't listened before, Click Pitch is a game where we take a random word generator, Uh, we each hit refresh, get a new random word, and based on those words, we try to come up with a game idea, hopefully funny or amusing or interesting to listen to the process, at at least. Uh, So, Trevor, do you want to do the honours? Yes.
0: Three, two, one, click.
1: Potter. Louse. Or should I say Potter? Fiddler. Potter. <laughs> this Fiddler is an interesting and one. Louse. I, I feel like this is like Harry Potter fan fiction and Fiddler <laughs> and Louse are like his two new mates in his group. Fiddler's <laughs> a Ravenclaw and Louse are... I don't know. Is he a scruffy Gryffindor or is he a Hufflepuff? That sounds Slytherin, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Hufflepuff. He's like Pigpen from uh, yeah, from Peanuts. Like they call him Louse because he's just he never showers and he's always losing his wand. <laughs> a
2: bit grubby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like the new Little Neville Longbottom, but a bit more um. Yeah, more yeah, gruff. even more kind of.
1: It's it's like the lost years of Harry Potter. It's it's the it's that one summer that Ron and Hermione. <laughs> Uh, went went home for for like the holidays and Harry and Harry Potter was left in Hogwarts and so he just had to like find a new gang, and it was Fiddler and Louse. They they were he just came across <laughs> them in a corner. Um.
0: But the reason why J K. didn't write about it is because there there was like only mischief that they got up to and like she didn't want to see. Oh, she, she didn't want everyone to find out about you know all the bad <laughs> shit. That they, um, yeah, this is Fiddler the year that Harry Potter, Harry Potter discovered
1: masturbation. Like you can't write about that. <laughs> And man, he's got magic. Like, see, I feel. I f-
2: oh god, <laughs> I, I feel like with a name like Louse, he's like not even really a wizard. He just punches things until oh, um, magic
1: happens. Be, he's he's just he punches until magic happens. I like that. I was going to say he's a squib um, that's managed to sneak his way in. Uh, but yeah, I like that he punches things. till magic happens. That's actually well because we're at, we're we're trying to come up with a game mm-hmm. here, not just a, a book. So. I like that this is, yeah, this is like a spin-off game well, yeah. based in that, yeah, that off year of Hogwarts that wasn't covered in the books. I'm wondering if it's something like Bully. Yeah, you could do a really cool, yeah, ho- basically Hogwarts-themed Bully. So is it is it Harry Potter at all?
0: I just think it's in the world of Harry Potter and happens to be the seventh year at at Hogwarts while Harry Potter's off. So he doesn't come into the story whatsoever. <laughs> and it's just uh, Fiddler and Louse causing... causing Trouble all the way through, um, all the way through Hogwarts. Like, obviously, Lao's punching people until magic happens.
1: Yeah, we got to, we've got to get that in the description of the podcast, <laughs> if not the title. Punch people until magic happens, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or or punch people until they thought magic happened. Until so they thought, oh, well, that's it. Maybe that's the secret. But he yeah, that he punches them until so they pass
1: out, and dense. then he just tells them that magic happened.
2: Yeah.
0: Experience
2: the, magic. <laughs> experience the magic, literally <laughs> the Wizarding World of Laos and uh, experience concussions. <laughs> that's it. That's it. There is no magic at all in that world. It's just Laos punched everyone, and everyone's got concussions, and think there's magic. It's,
1: it's all just a dream world of everyone that's, that that Louse has punched. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's now let let's go let's go with this a bit further. I like this idea. So it's a bully style game. So kind of open world Hogwarts. Um, which is, but in itself is pretty fucking awesome. Like the Lego, the Lego games are probably the ones that explored Hogwarts the most. I mean, there were some other Harry Potter games, but they weren't as good, but yeah. like I do remember playing
2: a different one that was entirely about kind of searching the school and then you'd unlock more parts as you did things. It was like based on the first movie, I think. Yeah. There was was a long time ago. There was
1: definitely some, some games based on the first few movies, but, uh. I don't. Rem- I mean, they were okay. They were mostly sort of fetch questy kind of. Oh um, yeah, you know, you had to collect all the birdie bots, beans, and all oh yeah, beans But, and find all but yeah, like something a bit more serious where you've yeah, you literally do have this open Hogwarts, um, and yeah, you, you've got all the secrets you can find, and and you obviously some bits will be blocked off to to start with as the story goes along, but but mostly it's just open, and you've got you your little you know, very star esque uh, <laughs> letters on your map that are going to trigger your story missions and stuff. But in the meantime, you can just...
0: However, what you, what you have to get rid of is... The one thing I didn't like about Bully is the, is the class system. Like, you have to actually, you know, during certain times of the day, you have to get back in to yeah. go to class and all that sort of stuff. So
1: I like... Well, I kind of like the idea of it because it is a school and, like, that obviously adds that aspect to it. But you could probably make it a bit more lenient.
2: Does Louse really sound like someone who'd go to class? <laughs>
1: yeah, Louse, Louse can get away with a lot. <laughs> he does fiddler. Fiddler's a Ravenclaw, so like he he likes his studies.
2: Yeah, I guess I was gonna say maybe maybe Louse thinks he's punching things until magic happens, and in, in the background it's actually Fiddler who's doing the actual magic. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so you've got to play as Fiddler, kind of escorting Louse and just casting the spells to kind of have whatever effect he thinks he's trying oh, to do. Oh god, we
1: better have some good happen. companion AI. Oh no 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 no! Oh, this no, is, this no, is cooperative louse. multiplayer. Oh, cool. oh, I guess yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Cooperative multiplayer. So, um, but the one thing is, the person who plays, um, you have to actually purchase each each set. So you can't actually you can't like buy one one copy and be be able to play as both fiddler and louse. You got <laughs> to either like buy the Pokemon louse Rape version Rape or the fiddler one. version. <laughs> the reason being is um, the fiddler. Um, copy comes with spe- special instructions, telling you not to let Laos know that you're doing all the magic.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. That's awesome. And then, and then the okay, last so one, has like, you are the hero. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. The Except it's written like caveman you, writing. You you have the power to punch people until magic happens, and don't let anybody <laughs> tell you otherwise. <laughs> and if so someone I, tries to tell you
2: otherwise, punch them until magic happens.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I love that idea of not only asynchronous, multi- well, it's asynchronous co-op, which is, a lot, you know, a lot less common, uh, I think. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's just sort of different skills. But but yeah, the, the very idea that you actually have to keep certain aspects of the game a secret from the person you're going to play with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I feel like this would have worked a lot better in the days before the internet. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you, you know that people aren't going to want to ruin this because... Like, the people playing the Fiddler version are just going to be, like, sniggering that um, the people playing the louse <laughs> version think that they're actually, you know, doing doing really good with their magic like, yeah, and all you that levels sort of up. Stuff.
1: Oh, good, Maybe you? now you can cast this higher level spell that, that creates a giant Maybe. phoenix of flame and destroys your enemies when you punch Maybe
2: them. Maybe the game spies on you so that if you are a Fiddler player and you tell a louse player what's actually going on, you're suddenly a louse player.
1: <laughs> oh wait, so it's like it, And it pairs you up with another Fiddler player So you just get yeah. kicked out of your game It's like, nope, you're lost now
2: Or even better, even better. there's like a secret third version So you're Fiddler But suddenly you lose all your powers And then you've got Potter Doing Fiddler's magic for him <laughs> And so you've
1: just got this chain Maybe this is set later on And Potter, Harry Potter's actually a teacher at the school um, I know that's <laughs> yeah. not canon. He oh, became. There you go. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Oh, e- even better, even better. It Turns out that there's actually a third version out there that no one knew about, and Potter's literally under an under like an invisibility cloak the, the entire time. time. So yes. Fiddler is that's the ultimate um, stealth game. P- Potter is actually doing the magic for Fiddler <laughs> and Louse. <laughs> so wait, how does, I'm trying to figure out how this works layer. mechanically.
1: Because <laughs> are we going to have to have like? Some really good matchmaking to make sure not only does every louse have a fiddler, but every fiddler has a potter who's actually playing the game, and the other people are just running around aimlessly. Um,
0: Well, potter could just be a very smart AI. Well,
2: maybe. I'm thinking maybe the fiddlers that are being controlled by a potter are just kind of like, you know those games where kind of, if you're cheating, it throws you into a different queue where only cheaters play each other?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe it's one where fiddlers get thrown into this one where it looks like they're fiddler, but you have just another fiddler playing for them, and so you're right. both connected. You're both connected <laughs> with a louse, but the fiddler who's been behaving is the one who's actually working. and The other one's he's, just like, why is nothing happening? <laughs> so, so it's basically mode. it's
1: basically the online game equivalent of when uh, you give your kid the controller that's not plugged in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like, yeah, it. no,
2: you've, you've been naughty, you're now in game of pur- purgatory.
1: Yeah, but you don't even know. You have to figure it out for yourself. Like, when the, the spells that you cast don't quite line up with what you actually pressed. Yeah. And and your louse doesn't, yeah. Yeah.
0: Three, two, one, click. All right. Parakeet.
2: Springtime.
1: Coldness.
2: <laughs> okay, well, they seem mildly at odds with each other
1: yeah but I think I think what you can do is bring like so it's a sort of a a seasonal game you bring the seasons into it yeah so obviously a parakeet is involved perhaps you play a parakeet trying to survive through the winter to get to the springtime perhaps you play Um, a parakeet
2: migrating away from the winter oh there you go and and all the trials and tribulations it goes through to reach wherever its springtime destination is.
1: Maybe you play a caged parakeet and all you have to do is eat the food that your really good owners <laughs> give you to survive the winter because you don't even notice. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe it's to go back to the one that actually has some
0: gameplay.
2: <laughs> and then dream of springtime. <laughs>
0: So we're we're migrating south for the winter if it's in the northern hemisphere, and migrating north for the winter if it's in the um southern hemisphere. Sure. Yeah, I kind of like that idea.
1: I'm not sure parakeets migrate, but we'll pretend they do. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, not? we'll pretend that they do. Maybe this is a, parake- a parakeet who wants to be like a what a goose or I don't know what migrates. <laughs> I don't even know.
2: I don't know my birds well enough. Um, no, a no. bird of some kind that migrates, the Migrato bird. <laughs> the migrator. <birds. laughs> so, well, I guess I guess there's uh, a title. Yeah, migrator bird, <laughs> Migrato keet. <laughs>
1: um.
0: <laughs> okay, so do, does this parakeet have like I don't know an injury or something like this? So, it's trying to migrate, but it's got a, it's got a
1: broken wing. Well, I think that happens along the way. Like that's part of the the narrative. Well, that's how the game gets harder, right? Well, well, yeah. It depends on it depends on how we want to go. If we want this to be sort of a uh, a narrative based thing where there is a sort of a set path through it, and you've got your emotional ups and downs, you know, then then yeah, along the way, a hunter shoots at you and clips your wing, <laughs> and then you know you've got that challenge for the next little bit of getting to your next, you know, getting through the next leg of your journey like, while veering off course gates? and running into other birds. I don't know.
0: Okay, so it's like a Telltale Adventure, except you're a bunch of parakeets, and you've got like the, the typical the albatross episodes, will remember that. So, so <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, the first episode is just the flying, and then you know a few little th- random things happen along the way, like one of your uh, members gets taken out by like a jungle cat or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so you're
1: not a lone parakeet. Uh, you start off at least. In no, the
0: no, you're. You're in a group, in a and so therefore radicates. it's um, kind of like The Walking Dead. You know how you're in that group, and you know you can talk to the different uh, the different people within, make relationships, do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the first episode is where your wing gets clipped.
1: Okay, and it's like the cliffhanger going into episode two,
0: two, and then episode <laughs> three, episode four, episode five.
1: Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm sort of picturing like a, a, an animated feature, like this could be an animated like. Uh, you know, it's about time Telltale moved away from just doing licensed properties, right? Like, it's an original, uh, it's original story. It's this group of parakeets, but like they're all quirky characters, and it's it's in that style of like a DreamWorks, you know, animated uh, uh, yeah. kids movie sort of thing.
2: Parakeet story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: And so i th- and that could actually work really well in a Telltale Avenger sort of thing, because yeah, you've got those strong characters, and there's probably the they're all different stereotypes, and <laughs> you've got your token <laughs> girl and
2: <laughs> you've got you've got your stereotypical gung ho parakeet that wants to dive bomb the hunter that shot at you, and
1: yeah, that's it, right. He thinks like- he's a magpie
2: yeah <laughs> maybe maybe it is a um a flock of just mismatched birds that are uh, you know oh. cast out from the regular flock that have all banded together to get there safely yeah. so you do have an actual
1: magpie you've got an actual magpie but they're just they're not very good at it so they aspire to to be way better at swooping and attacking people yeah yeah I so like, got, that I like magpie a motley intriguing. crew motley crew like of, a pelican of, or something yeah yeah <laughs>
2: I don't know, a pelican that thinks there's an eagle or something ridiculous like that.
1: Alright, I think we should click again.
0: Yeah, I think so. Three, two, one, click. Ingratitude.
1: Articulation. Waste. As in, part of your body waste. Alright, well, articulation I think of some sort of um, mechanical being with different points of articulation or maybe an action figure.
2: Well, action figures have wastes, I guess.
1: Well, that's it. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's, you have an articulated waist, so you can sway your hips as an action figure. Well, maybe uh, it's like
2: maybe it's like one of those mechs that kind of you know you can turn at the waist to look oh, in a different at, direction. Yeah, shoot! Yeah. So okay. we've got
1: we've got a mech game, perhaps. And you're just very you're not very grateful. Well, so well, Trevor and I have kids, so we know we know about ingratitude. Uh, maybe maybe you're a baby mech. <laughs> maybe you're a toddler mech, and the 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 daddy and mummy mech, uh, or maybe we won't gender them just to be uh, inclusive. The, the daddy
0: and daddy mech. Yeah, the parent
1: the parent mechs have to control this baby mech, this toddler mech, who's just he's a teenager and just getting into trouble and not not really listening to the orders for whom it should kill or uh what when it should fire its rockets.
0: Rather than the player being able to play the um play the, the baby, I think they should have to play the parent.
1: No, yeah, they're playing the parents oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because um, it, it
0: made it sound like your character was because you said you play a baby mech, and it's like Ooh. no, right. should you should play a yeah.
1: parent mech. No, 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 you play. you think you play yeah a parent mech, and maybe it's cooperative. Maybe it's massively multiplayer, and you're all trying to <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're all trying to influence this mech. it's like an extended family. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll play as Grandpa Mac then. <laughs> yeah,
1: get that's it. It's extended own. family. Yeah. You get to choose. I'm I'm long lost second cousin uh yeah. Mac and uh and my name's Mike, Mike Mech. Mike Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, maybe the parents are human, but the toddler's still a Mac. So maybe it's the challenge perhaps, of raising well, perhaps a Mech in the human are world, the engineers
2: who built it. And have given okay. artificial intelligence to this mech and it's just so ingrateful. Yeah. So you're trying trying to perhaps teach um, teach this AI how to um, you know how to live and learn and and all of this. You know, it's a learning AI.
1: It's like, no, don't don't fire rockets at your sister. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> it's just
0: and the sister's a human being. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah exactly. the sister's a human being. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was a pair of
1: parents. It was parents who discovered they couldn't conceive, built Again. a built a mech, and, no, and then and then finally like did manage to miraculously conceive a, 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 an actual child, and so now they've just got this AI mech this, this rampant AI mech, who's not very grateful for being built and doesn't like having a sibling. He so, doesn't like
0: the the um the all the attention taken away. So exactly, yeah. So luckily, <laughs> to get luckily, attention by killing the. Killing luckily, the they system. took the
1: warheads out of the the rockets. Uh, <laughs> well, they well, okay. So maybe, maybe what it is is you know they they had a lot of forethought. So this this mech baby can actually manufacture its own ammunition, but it needs the right oh. materials. So you have to keep it away from anything explosive, and you know these are obviously. You know, inventor parents. So there is going to be just uranium lying around, uh,
0: and also like baby waste can be pretty damn potent. So baby, you've yeah. got to keep the baby away. <laughs> <Where's your laughs> That's
2: your biological weaponry.
1: Yeah, I love that idea of this this AI mech baby is just going around like trying to track down anything it can use as ammunition, uh, and obviously you've got to keep it away from the dangerous stuff. Otherwise, it will literally kill your child. But it's just it's just creating poo missiles if you can't keep it away, <laughs>
2: and then you've got to keep that clean, otherwise your child gets sick,
1: yeah, exactly, like you have to clean up the key. so it's almost it's almost like uh the sims, but there's just this fucking mech baby going around you have to like clean up after everything and make sure you know, make sure your household is running smoothly so that your mech baby can't find ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> So and you also keep, you still love them. I mean you still love your mech baby well, yeah. as parents, of course. And so you know, you, you it, it's it's a hard it's, you have to you have to console it as well and you have to you have to treat it well, but it's it's a handful. Yeah. It's, it's a hard knock life. <laughs> it's a hard knock life. It's a hard That's mech fun. life.
0: I, I'm just, I'm just imagining like maybe cholera bombs or dysentery bombs, <laughs> that sort of stuff. If, if it uses, you know, waste too often. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you do not declare yeah, thermonuclear yeah. Oh, war yeah. on your sister. There are definitely, <laughs> nah.
1: there are definitely other lose conditions than than your mech child getting control of explosive weaponry, like yeah if you don't keep it clean enough then your baby will just die from infectious diseases
0: um later on in the game you know you as parents can determine whether to send the teenager mech off to military academy
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> or to art school <laughs> and just firing school. paint bombs and, and things <laughs> it's abstract mom. Uh,
2: and you just <laughs> <laughs> you just got like a paintball mini game who's
1: it
0: voiced by <laughs>
1: uh, Jaden Smith? Um, Hell no. Got all these- <laughs> um, what's his name? Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, you just gotta be like. Mom! Mom! It's abstract, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let- let's come up with another voice. Uh, I think we could find someone yeah. better to voice it. I, you um, know what? Mech. Stephen Fry. C- c- just have this oh, mech yeah. be
2: particularly well-spoken and articulate about being teenage yeah, and angsty.
1: That, that works really well. Yeah, I like that. And
0: his childhood friend has to be Hugh Laurie then. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Is his childhood friend another mech baby or oh, a hell human? No. It's human? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, human.
1: I like, we're going off on an interesting yeah. tangency because I like that this is sort of becoming a bit more of a narrative game now. Well, it's a number of <laughs> Maybe it's just a sequence of sort of little vignettes as this mech baby grows up and you've got different challenges in each, in each one and it sort of tells a bit of a story each time. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, almost, almost like, like um, uh,
2: a walking simulator with mini games everywhere. There's yeah. It's yeah. term walking simulator, but
0: yeah. Or kind of like you know the very, very start of Fallout 3. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you, know, you play yeah. the baby and then you then you play the the like exactly. toddler, then you yeah, play but the but in this case key. you're playing
1: the you're playing the parents in each case as this child is yeah. grows up and and you have to sort of guide it through and and each thing uh each decision you make and and the way that you that you uh the way that you go in in each mini game sort of defines what happens in future ones and and yeah like where they end up going to college and who they end up marrying or not and like, it yeah. literally just takes them all the way through their entire life. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's and in the end, it's even like better like mech, looks- mech voiced by Stephen Fry over, the, over his parents' uh, graves, just like, you raised me well.
0: And that's how I became Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it grows up to become an AI that's literally running the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's if that you raise it well, and that. if you do it
2: poorly, then you end up with Gladys." <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Skynet's pretty bad too. Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> you get both. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of of either a um, you know, a a, a beneficiary. Uh, what's a, a benevolent? Anyway, a good AI. Yeah, benevolent. There you go. Benevolent AI, or uh, or an evil AI who wants to destroy humanity based on your parenting choices earlier in the game. Yes, <laughs>
0: I just realised that we also um chose the gender for the mech, so you can also choose. It's basically a choice between either Stephen Fry or Helen Mirren as the voice. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well because and, and can I that would they work can be different there can be different there can be different childhood um friends as well and just based on, on how you play and, and and sort of uh the the way that your AI's your mech's life is going. because
2: yeah, 'cause uh, they're and not necessarily the gonna be. And friends one of them definitely has worried. to be
1: Ricky Gervais.
0: <laughs> or does Hugh Laurie just do all the voices oh <laughs>
2: well, it's always Hugh Laurie but like, Hugh Laurie's got a different personality a little girl
0: um, little brother, the little sister <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, uh, I think we should click again yeah,
1: that was pretty awesome though
0: Three, two, one, click
1: fertilizer meekness
0: uh, taper
1: I mean, so I go towards plants for fertilizer and like taper works for you know a sprout that's come out of the fertilizer sort of thing uh that's growing a sprout growing it tapers up okay sure meekness. and it
0: submits to the will of the of the creator hence the the meekness <laughs> you do realize that that then becomes evergreen
1: well i mean we can we can diverge <laughs> from evergreen i think all right, let's take it in a different direction. Maybe we'll use taper as someone who tapes and you're working in a <laughs> fertilizer packing plant, okay, and you have to be bold to like make your way through so you can't be too meek and you're driving a for- as you drive the forklift around because there's just a lot of forklift traffic and you'll never get to where you're going but if you're too if you're too bold, then <laughs> you just all end up covered in shit uh literally.
2: So, ah, uh, so you've got to like strike a balance between meekness and um, not so meekness.
1: Yeah, yeah. As you drive around, and also in your taping style, right? Like, it depends on how well you tape up these these crates or boxes, because uh, as to it, how much damage they can oh, take as you're exactly. driving around the forklift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: so if you take your time, you do a really, really good job, but then yeah, but you might not, not get like, as many getting done.
2: Yeah. yeah so you got to try like and get, get as many inside. done so that more plants get fertilized, so that you have the best garden. <laughs> well, I, I think <laughs> I
1: garden. think you just you just well, okay. Maybe that can be. Maybe that's your sort of like end of day. You go home and you've you plant your garden, and that's sort of the indicator of how well you've been doing. Well, um, you need all the But I just like the imagery of sort of. Right? Uh, hmm
2: you need the fertilizer for your plants, right? So not, not so much uh, you're working at a fertilizer factory, but you're trying to hoard as much fertilizer as you possibly can so you can come up with the <laughs> best garden at home.
1: Well, that can be another balancing act perhaps around, you know, you want you obviously want to do well at your job and make money and, and that's for whatever reason in this factory based on how many crates of, of fertilizer you um, tape up and then, and then put on your forklift and put them onto the truck. But at the same time, you can yeah, you can hoard fertilizer in your pants, get it home because you <laughs> don't want your to pay for it. I mean, but but the big
0: problem with doing that is if you if you collect too much, um, the FBI starts investigating you because they think that you're a terrorist because you you're <laughs> right. hoarding all this fertilizer to create bombs.
1: Well, what sort of fertilizer are we thinking? Because I'm literally just thinking like horse shit. Yeah, that's like that's it's pretty just much where it's I'd just manure. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe you could eventually distill that down to a bomb.
0: <laughs> In the vein of Soylent Green, it's um, it's, it's what, human Soylent, dirt? <laughs> Soylent dirt. <laughs> Soylent dirt is people <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> no, I, th- I think we go simpler with this one. I I'd really like the imagery of a, a frantic kind of taping and forklift driving game, with you know the possibility that these crates of horse shit. Are just gonna burst open if you get too much damage, but then literally like that just becomes part of the the challenge because you're then having to drive your forklift over mounds of manure, uh, and all yeah. these other forklifts are having to sort of make their way through it as well, and it just gets trailed throughout the whole um throughout the whole factory.
2: Well, perhaps you make it multiplayer, so everyone's trying to kind of you've got you've got maybe a time limit, and so you've got all these AI forklifts running around us yeah. as obstacles and everyone's trying to get as much fertiliser into their truck as possible so you can drive well, like a I don't even maniac. know if you
1: need AI, I think this is like a, a couch competitive um, game where you're all on one screen in this sort of maze like fertiliser factory yeah and then I'm thinking you can lay traps to kind of mess everyone else up yeah because then you've got weapons and traps and things like you can really mess with each other
0: and I think that the controller has to be a mobile phone because okay. then you got the touchscreen to actually, you know, you got to drag your finger down along along the seam for the oh, taping so and then
1: taping stuff. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, okay.
0: And then you can use use like two or three fingers on on the multi touch, you know, to to smooth down the tape. And
1: <laughs> I don't know if it can do this, but maybe it's a multiplayer Switch game. Can you have like multiple Switches networked together? Yeah, they,
2: it supports up to eight. I think so. So it's it Yeah, that, that might so work and do it because that's
1: got the touchscreen right, and then you can then yeah. you can have some. Some interesting things So you've around. got a single
0: docked one and everyone else has to have one in their hand
1: <laughs> well or, or either that or like <laughs> it just switches on on each person's screen between like the packing minigame stuff and then you switch back to sort of the overhead uh, view of the whole factory and so and so there's a challenge there too actually because you don't you, if you're packing you can't see what traps and things the other people are setting. Uh, yeah, it it could just be a
2: game that doesn't support docked mode, you know, because there's a few of those anyway. So you've yeah. got you've already got it like in handheld mode. So you have got your joysticks for driving your forklift around, and then you've got your touch screen for when you when you're packing your tape.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I like. And that. And
0: it's got ten point multi touch, so that's okay. You can you can smooth down <laughs> the tape with your palm and all that sort <laughs> of stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> or you can just tape multiple boxes. at once, you got a, bit, a bunch of different strategies. Tape with two yeah. hands. Multiple
0: choices. Oh, so this would be awesome. You you line up all the boxes and you just tape across and then you, you get a knife and just sort of cut in between yeah. in between the boxes.
1: Yeah, well that's it. I think <laughs> I like the idea that yeah, you can like you can come up with different taping strategies um and 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 figure out which ones are the most like the fastest versus the most uh like the strongest that are gonna keep the, the fertilizer in there. Versus the
2: ones most likely to spill in everyone's way specifically. Well
1: that's it. You could you could purposefully tape one up badly, put that one on top of your forklift and then just like, as you're driving... Frame into as, someone. Well, or as you're driving in front of someone, just give your forks a little up and down to knock that one off the top and, and have it drop off behind you and, and right and in top them of in someone shit. else's forklift. Yeah. But, exactly. but if you're really
0: bad at doing that, it just literally lands on top of the forklift and lands all over you.
1: Oh, yeah, you've got to do it. It's like a very manual thing. Yeah, you've got to give it a good little flip for sure. Yeah it has got to be a real technique
0: to it. So it really needs the um, the awesome physics of, of like, uh, Breath of the Wild, because I know that has some pretty awesome
2: physics. <laughs>
1: oh, I haven't played in it, guys.
0: Stuff. But Yeah, I'm, I'm only saying it because I, I actually did get to play it, so suck it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've been but playing so much you. of
1: it. No, but uh, yeah, I think... I we, think ha-
0: we don't own a Switch because we're too broke. <laughs> yeah,
2: fair
1: enough.
0: <laughs> I've got myself a Wii U now. <laughs> yeah,
2: well,
1: there you go. No, well, I like the idea of, because, of, you know... And I don't know, Andrew, you're the only one who would be able to tell us how good this is, but the, the whole HD rumble uh, could I, come into play with you, like, forklift driving and stuff.
2: I wouldn't know because I didn't get one too swift, so I haven't been able to try the marble thing. But is that literally the only
1: game good. that supports it?
2: Well, it, it's got rumble in At other games, moment. but, like, I wouldn't notice the difference between just, HD just rumble and
1: just... <laughs> just uh Just standard, like, 360p rumble. Oh yeah, like uh, oh, I've been hit by a
2: monster in Zelda. It it shook a bit. Cool.
1: It, it rumbled. So, it shook. Yeah. So it's like that's... that. Sure was a rumble. <laughs> yeah, it, did, it
0: didn't feel like three ice blocks in a um in a cup sort of <laughs> yeah, rumble. No, nor should
1: it yeah. a because I was hit
2: with a sword. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's literally, that's just literally the, like, that was their big claim to fame. Like, you can tell how many ice blocks are in there, but that's actually the only thing they perfected. So every time you get hit by something, it just feels like a different number of ice blocks in a glass. <laughs> Five. <laughs> that must
0: be a pretty heavy hit. <laughs> uh, I'm
2: going to have to ask Paul about the ice cube thing.
0: Okay, I think it's about time to move into the Eye of the Storm.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, if you want to find us online, uh, if you somehow came across this podcast in some other way and, and don't know where you where you found it, uh, you can you can just Google us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can email us podcast at lamestorming.com. com, uh, and our website is lamestorming.com. So you know, just just give us a search, we'll come up.
0: Um, we are on iTunes. But we'd would love it if you could rate and review us on either iTunes or Facebook. We know how hard iTunes is to is to rate on, so a rating on Facebook would would do wonders for us. Help us get noticed by a few other people.
1: Definitely, definitely get a, get our name out there. We would like to thank Kuridas who provided the track Mount Defiance, which you hear at the beginning, end, and during our The Storm.
0: We'd also like to thank Zencaster Z E N C A S T R for providing us the awesome recording capabilities for our guest today so that's zencaster.com
1: and andrew where can our listeners find you if they'd like to chat with you listen to your podcast (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, that'd be nice um yeah so you can find us uh inconsolables on um soundcloud itunes or on stitcher as well if you want to find our facebook it's inconsolables podcast and on twitter at inconsolables au nice and easy awesome
1: all right well let's get back into it sure yes oh nice rodeo
0: hang on i didn't do three two one
1: no can't. you're right well three fucking... two
0: one click
2: nice <laughs> i repeat rodeo, my sir. nice <laughs> i was gonna say you did you did you repeat your click
1: no rodeo no. i like rodeo. rodeo we're sticking with rodeo Bye.
2: Well, yep yeah, cool um paprika
1: <laughs> oh nice warring warring like yes d- W-A-R-R-I-N-G. Yes. Nice. So it's a spice yeah, it's it's, war. Well, I'm thinking it's a spice war. It's just war. a fun name. It's a, yeah, well, it's a spice war through rodeo. <laughs> Actually, I just love the imagery of like one of those, uh you know, spice jars on a bull, like getting shaken around and all the spices just coming out of the top. Like, <laughs> oh, like,
2: like a sentient paprika
1: holder. Yeah, thing. just riding a bull, <laughs> but... The shake is open and it's just poof, every time the every time the bull bucks like another cloud of paprika just comes out the top. But <laughs> you know I, what?
0: It's seasoning that bull really quite nice. Seasoned- so- <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah, I don't know where the game is in that, but I just love that video. Maybe
2: you play as the bull, right? And I'm not sure what you're trying to achieve in this rodeo, but like, if you fail, your season's really nicely (laughs) for dinner. Not
0: season yourself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you if you look like that's the paprika is a threat to you. You know, it's it's like okay, I'm seasoning myself by moving, and if I'm seasoned too well, then they're just going to kill me and cook me because they don't need to. Well, yeah, generally
1: the idea, generally the bull's trying to get whoever's riding it off as fast as possible, right? So that is the goal here because if you stay on too long, you'll just be even like seasoned even better uh because this But the is thing kind of they the they didn't tell
0: paper. the bull is that they they crazy glued it to to the back of it
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well I think the opposite is if you do debate. manage to bucket too much then you cover yourself in the seasoning so you've got to try and go against the bull's instincts I think that's too hard
1: or I think warring with challenge you instincts. you have to you have to buck at the right times based on your view of how well this paprika is balanced on you. <laughs> oh, so it's a rhythm action uh, game then. Okay,
2: I'm with you. De-
1: yeah, definitely, yeah. To try to get it off as quickly as possible, but without it having seasoned you too much. So yeah, like if you're not very good at it, if you're not sort of bucking rhythmically at the right times when it, to, get, to get this paprika off balance, then yeah, it's gonna it's going to hang on and you're going to get even better seasoned. But if you don't, Bucket at all then you know you're just going to be seasoned anyway yeah it's always
2: dropping a little bit
0: so this sentient paprika does it have legs and arms and therefore it can hold on
2: uh yes. i mean i think or... i'm going to... with yes because yes so i'm
0: picturing like a, a salt shaker but it's just full of paprika yeah basically Is well, that well what just everyone like those seeing?
1: you know those sort of uh, thin narrow tall like tall spice spice jars with the holes in the top yeah, you know what I mean, like yep. a master, f- master. Sh- what is it? Master, master Foods or something?
0: Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so it's got its one one hand holding onto the rein. Yep. The other hand's got like the just got like the hat hat in the air. Oh yeah, and it's sort of waving <laughs> yeah. it round. Oh, yeah. It's you know bucking back and forth because otherwise, you know, if you just literally tried to balance a paprika shaker on on top of a bull, <laughs> no, like that, it'll just move once. That'd and be pretty easy. <laughs>
1: no, I think it's I think it has legs and arms and it's it's holding on like a real. A real cowboy. Well, it wants to
2: eat a seasoned ball for dinner. Like it's trying to hold on and season you.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um or someone's gonna eat it anyway. Well, yeah. So Someone.
0: obviously to to get it to uh get the paprika off and you were saying about the rhythm controls, how you had to do it. Do you have to do like a guitar hero style note track or
1: it, it might just be you've got a few buttons, like one kind of kicks your back legs up, one rears your front legs up. Uh, one maybe like bucks your head back sort of thing in a different sort of move. It's like a rhythm action co-op. I was about to say it's almost <laughs> it's almost a bit like that, uh, which we seem to be coming back to lately a lot. Yeah, but I, know, right? I guess it's just an interesting <laughs> control screen uh, control scheme to to have that much control over different parts of a body. But yeah, so not not quite as awkward as that. But you yeah, like your front legs, your back legs, your head. Maybe like surgeon simulator. Mm, yeah, kind of, kind yeah, of. You sort of things. you've got enough control. That if you're good at it, you can do it well, but it's it's sort of not direct direct in that sense that you you know you know exactly what the reaction's going to be. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the war is actually going on between paprika and the bulls that well, decided the, to have spices. a radio all to all the spices. Ha- all the spices. You yeah. reckon? Yeah. Well, I think I think <laughs> that you have
1: multiple rounds, and just one of those rounds is paprika, uh, and then you know you might get salt out. Or
0: this can again be online multiplayer. So you got one one player playing as as the spice trying to hold on as long as possible, and the other one doing the bucking. Right, so Okay. It's, yeah. It's sort of like a it's a competition game. Yeah. And I don't think I'm like
1: I think this is on a yeah like two people on one console sort of thing.
0: Okay. Yep. So yeah. it's a a catch co-op again. Yeah. Or like couch
2: But maybe it is kind of like a fast paced rhythm action Simon Says thing. So the paprika. Um, the paprika shaker players, you know, hits a bunch of buttons with a set of, a set of timing. and They kind of set what the ball needs to mimic to not spill.
1: Oh, or maybe they have to do like the opposite or something Ooh, like...
2: Yeah, to buck them off. Yeah, no, that's a good point.
1: Because you're trying to buck them off. So like if they're leaning forward, you want to like kick your back up or something. Yeah, so yeah. maybe there's, there's sort of that disassociation there. You see, their, you see their inputs come up and you have to quickly do, you know, if they hit... Why? then you have to hit a sort of thing
2: yeah so you have to do the exact opposite at the right time to throw them off more at the quickly. right time yeah, yeah they
1: hit left bumper you got to hit right bumper yeah, yeah i, I think... like that yeah
0: i was thinking it shouldn't be that the player playing the ball can just start mashing all the buttons on the, on the key keypad otherwise it's like ah you you can't oh no no well i think me. that's where that so, rhythm
1: idea comes in like yeah you have to you have to you have to match them in some way.
2: Maybe, maybe the paprika one, who's kind of setting the setting the pattern, has to do it to some kind of beat to keep the rhythm action thing going. And then, mm. so it's sort of like they set what the order is or what the buttons that have to be done, but the beat's already set by the game and it's in time with the music because it's a rhythm action game. And so then the ball one has hit the opposite buttons, but in, with the same beat, and they get maybe a bar later, so they've got a moment to see what's coming up.
1: So it's almost like you're doing a round. So like maybe the, the opposing player starts one bar later than the other one, so the first person's still entering inputs uh, yeah. once the second person starts, but they're matching the ones from like one bar earlier in the sort of beat. Yeah,
0: yeah I kind of like that. That's cool. That's, that is cool.
1: So I looked up the ingredients for a beef rub. <laughs> uh so we've definitely have characters for salt, pepper, paprika, uh oregano, cumin and garlic. So there you go. Good. We've we've got you awesome. car- got your character selection for that side at least. And your um, and your rodeo
2: location is just an oversized frying pan or something. A giant barbecue.
1: <sighs> or it's at least it's next to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure not to fall into it or it's just Okay, so so
0: the bull is actually just a piece of meat.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's not even a bull. It's just like literally <laughs> it's just a your steak. It's a steak. But it also has like arms and legs, and it's sort of. Oh like yeah, it's, it's got to be a bucket. You know, off. Has a little nub, nubble, nub for a head. It's yeah. like it's like meat boy. So I'm thinking maybe
0: maybe even a t-bone steak or something like that. Yeah. So you've, you've got you know that's the seat. You know the the, the t-bone part. Right.
1: <laughs> oh fuck! I oh, wish wow. we had somebody who could draw because I want to see. I want to see this, like, vi- this visual of an anthropomorphic spice jar, r- like, riding a T-bone steak with legs and, uh, and like, with four legs and just yeah getting, spice going getting everywhere. bucked so much that all the spices are coming out and seasoning the fucking steak. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> and and down on the sides, I'm just picturing now, like, um, the Dance Dance Revolution um, sort of arrows yeah, going yeah, up. yeah, on the, each side. Up up each side and that's that's basically what what you're doing but you got different yeah. yeah. inputs or it could
1: I'm- even just be the one like because because I feel like the challenge comes from you see that they've pressed left bumper you have to have that sort of slight cognitive disson- dissonance and press you, and know oh that means it has to right bumper and not left you know yeah. Uh, it well, gives it a bit more of a challenge for the person trying to match them
2: I'm, I'm going to hate myself for asking this but is the soundtrack exclusively Spice Girls? ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, no! Uh,
0: oh. Three, two, 1, click. <laughs> kilogram,
1: Fern, peel. Kilogram peel. So you're a you're a woman named Fern,
0: <laughs> and you got a kilogram of peel, and you're <laughs> trying to create compost.
1: <laughs> uh, we're going to we're going to gardening again, are we? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather not. Where's Louse when you need him?
0: Um, she okay 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 it's it's a new drug called peel
1: okay, all right uh-huh. all right we're going we're taking it into a we're just taking it into a slightly abstract, but that's fine because there was sh- there was a shitty combination of words yep <laughs> all right, so you play a woman named Fern, and are you are, are you selling peel are you Is it sort of a narrative thing where you're just going going into the seedy underbelly of the world of peel dealers? Or peelers? I'm like thinking to that
0: <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe what what's happened is you actually wanted to get um like a kilogram of orange peel for like the um, hot cross buns that you were actually making. Okay. You know how some <laughs> some awesome hot cross buns have peel added. Well, it turns out that you know you were delivered the drug, and now you've got to try and get rid of the drug before anyone finds out that Uh, you've got that. You're accidentally drawn into the seedy
2: underworld. Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it's kind of like a monkey island point and click adventure, but in the world of the drug trade.
1: Okay. All right. We haven't done a point and click adventure in a while. I like that. I like this. This is good. Uh, This is ripe for sort of narrative. Right, like those oranges. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like those oranges would have been if if she didn't get the living (laughs) fucking kilogram of drugs. Yeah. Um, You know, and, Crazy characters and, and good puzzles and stuff. So, yeah, maybe, like, the first little bit of the game, you know, you get have the whole intro where, like, yeah, literally in the first five minutes of the game, you delivered a kilogram of drugs. Highly, highly illegal and potent drugs.
0: So, what I'm thinking is peel, like, is almost, like, feather-like. So... You know, a kilogram of peel is a fuckload.
1: Right, it's like a crate uh, yeah. of it. Yeah,
0: so it's it's got to be more than like this tiny little bag because that's not fun. Like, oh, yeah, maybe no. it's it's a special like feather light substance, so you only need like one feathers worth to, to actually get off or something like that.
1: And it's called peel, and it's called peel because if you because when you overdose on it, your skin peels off.
2: Yes, brutal.
1: Also, so it's, it's orange. Also, it's orange. <laughs> <laughs> Like an orange so kind of like one,
0: one of the one of the early choices for this point and click adventure game is that you can like cook the hot cross buns anyway and <laughs>
2: just
1: and cook it into the buns. Yes, that at least uses up a bit of it. You can't get the whole lot in there because uh, otherwise you, you take, have to make like five hundred hot cross, cross buns.
2: But if you take that path, then like people really, really, really like your hot cross buns, right? And so you open a hot cross bun shop. And
0: <laughs> but you just got to hope that no one. In- you know, gorges <laughs> himself on them because otherwise their skin peels off. Yeah, and they start going yeah, mysterious. You, it sounds like a little bit peel suspicious. overdoses occurring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> within a radius around this uh, hot cross buns shop that I was going to try to come up with a funny name at, except I'm not actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, is that actually a solution to a pu- to a puzzle, like? Uh, on the critical path to to, to um, bake some of the the peel into the hot cross buns like you can't use it all up because like you said it's really light so there's a lot of it you know have maybe- as
0: it's just a branching like adventure game like you can you can do sort of anything you want well i you know, mean that you can sort of think of. But on each day, certain things are, are sort of going to happen. So yeah. on day on day one, you know, you, you get it delivered and you start brainstorming ideas. Day two, you you can either try and go down into um, Chinatown and sell it to the triads, or you can like take it into your into your bake house. Uh, day three, your police friend is coming over, and you've got to hide it somewhere.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I like the idea of of at least some branching narrative. I don't think you could do anything. Obviously, um, I know this is a game, a, a podcast for imaginary games, but we'll, we'll, try, <laughs> we'll try to keep it somewhat realistic. But no, I like the idea of. But basically, each day there are opportunities uh, that you may or may not find, and some of them are probably mutually exclusive. But that you manage to sort of get rid of some small amount of your kilogram. Um, You know, at the end of each day, you got like a little ticker that counts down. You got rid of 273 (laughs) grams of your today. (laughs) And
2: if you, and if you do the wrong thing, you end up with more. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely ways ways to end up with more.
1: (laughs) It's just like this kind of wacky, through these ridiculous circumstances, like what now? I've got a kilogram and a half. Oh fuck! <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, your police friend comes over, and if you do the conversation the wrong way, he's like, "Can you just take care of this that I that I stole from the evidence locker?" It turns out he's corrupt. <laughs> Maybe that's if he finds it. He's like, Oh, you know, you're you're into peel as well. Yeah, look, I just took this from the evidence locker at work, so hold on to this for me.
0: Oh, and then you got two and a half kilos and and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah, exactly. But but she's got she's got like some some sort of morality, so she doesn't just wanna leave it out on the streets, you know, she actually goes, No, 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 some kid may come by and Well maybe you can actually maybe you've got the option to actually
1: deal it. But you can choose who to deal it to, like sell it. So you can
0: choose to sell it to like the corrupt cops and like the corrupt bank officials and those yeah, sort of things.
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's not a full on just like narrative point click adventure. Maybe it's kind of one of these, almost like a lemonade management stand. games. Yeah, like a management game. <laughs> a bit. Uh, where you've got different op- different things. Or like, did you have like cart life? I don't know if you ever saw that game. No, you could. That game was like. Oh, it had so much stuff in it. It was it was crazy. You'd, you'd get at some sort of food cart, and they all had different little mini games for how you made the food. But you really had to struggle to to get enough money and get enough ingredients, and you had to get like licenses and different things. So I'm thinking sort of something like that, where there are just there are a ton of different options of things you can do every day, and they just affect different parts of your life. It doesn't all necessarily have to be around the business of selling drugs uh, or hot cross mm-hmm. buns for that matter. But as part of yeah, like just the over. Like reaching sort of thing of it is that you have these drugs that you have to slow that you have to somehow get rid of, and you can choose whether to do that. You know, maybe maybe you can just put a little bit, just a little bit in your hot cross buns every day, (laughs) or you can, or
0: a a little bit in the lemonade that you're selling at the lemonade stand, or a
1: little bit, (laughs) but
2: or or just just a little bit every second or third day to try and not addict people and not yeah start off your or you can go the full on
1: or you can go on the full on uh deal a route and just sell it to whoever and you know but at the but at the end of it you you know you get your little screen of, of how moral you were um and how many people died because of the, because of the drugs that you gave them. It gives you meters of skin peeled off <laughs> oh, meters of skin peeled off.
0: <laughs> and oh, no. you, you know at the end of the levels of Bro Force how how you see all, all the all the characters oh, yeah. sort of all the different ways that they die yeah. you see all the people and, and like just how much out skin and, is actually falling and off, and off as they off, leave off
1: skin them. behind them it's just trailing across this city <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, then, and then you have and then you just have random factoids of like how much skin you got oh the amount of skin that's peeled off <laughs> can get you to the moon and back yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. You peeled off you you dealt enough drugs to peel off enough skin that could fill three football fields.
0: <laughs> you didn't you didn't cut it with enough with enough um, duck feathers. <laughs> Wait, are you putting duck
1: feathers in your hot cross buns, Trevor? That's I don't think that's in the recipe. Just for this peel,
2: there's a feather like substance. You need, you need another feather? Duck feathers, chicken feathers?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, i'm i'm just thinking you know how when when people would would sell well this is not from actual like first hand knowledge but um when when in a lot of movies when they sell drugs you know the the first hit is like the really really good shit and then oh, yeah the um but all the next stuff is all the stuff cut with like baking soda or whatever it yeah. is yeah and first in hits free yeah so in this case people just wonder PL why Cut with feathers.
1: Yeah, people just wonder why you've got a ton of empty pillows in the back of your sh- you know, in the back of your shop. <laughs> one more click pitch.
0: Three, two, one, click.
1: <laughs> seniority.
0: Limousine.
1: Stigmata.
0: <laughs>
1: Ow! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I can see oh, how seniority. Sorry could come into play here with the whole like god jesus uh sort of dichotomy there or is there a trichotomy with the holy spirit i don't know how does that work <laughs> uh,
2: trifecta why not um yeah well i was initially <laughs> thinking like you know you're what was it limousine right mm-hmm. I, was, yeah. I was initially thinking that you're like working as a um, valet at uh, valet parking and you have some you're like superiors always kind of Pulling rank on you based on seniority, and then stigmata appeared. I'm like, oh, jeez, what do we do with that? Uh, well, I'm thinking
0: maybe the valet, maybe the, va- uh, the valet or the or the limousine driver. Um, he finds out that he's, he's actually the reincarnation of the son of God. So,
1: but he really likes driving a limousine, so and finds yeah, that and, much more fun than religion so in general. <laughs> so,
0: so he's he's sort of going between. Um, you know, he's got to pick pick these people up. These people are abusing him, not realising that he's actually the son of God. But he's sort of shunning his duties as as the son of God. And the stigma okay. is getting worse every day. And you've and... got to actively All hide right. your stigma. All
1: right. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like where you're going with this, Trevor. So, yeah, you're basically... Yeah, you, 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 this is this person who finds out that the reincarnation of Jesus Christ but they want to keep driving their limo. So every day it's just sort of, it's almost a Papers, Please-esque thing where you've got a view sort of out the back, like through the front window of your limo and you'd get different customers in and you have to make choices whether to act like Jesus Christ or not. Um, you know, whether to do good in the world, whether to be able to f- forgive their neighbor and, uh, uh, you know, help people out. And the more you do that, the less, like the stigmata starts to fade, but perhaps there's some benefit or maybe it's maybe it's just literally a moral choice to being able to use your powers use your Jesus powers
0: <laughs> to get more money to feed your family.
1: Well, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, okay. To be selfish about them or or just to be a complete asshole to, you know, if you get people, you know, in some people's minds might deserve uh divine have- retribution. Yeah, to have the back of the limo filled up with bread and fish all of a sudden until they suffocate and die. Um, (laughs) Plague of locusts just in the back. Yeah, you've got all the god powers. All of a sudden,
0: um, the wine that they were drinking turns to water.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, but when you do that When you do that Your stigmata The, the crackers that they're eating
0: up. Literally turn into Body of Christ
1: uh, Well I was going to say Your stigmata plays up And like just starts Bleeding from the hands And so you've got more money That you have to pay For cleanup fees Of your limo uh, But that would also come in If you yeah Literally turn Like the bread Into into raw flesh Of human <laughs> But
0: whenever you do it
1: Like you you look down
0: And there's like a chunk Taken out of your leg like oh shit! It really oh. body. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, oh man! So, no, the more it was—it was, it you was just real shame when they were having cocktail franks in the back.
2: Does, 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 uh,
1: <laughs> what sort of healing factor does Jesus Christ have? I, oh, I don't God. think he does have any. <laughs>
2: He
1: just takes chunks out of him until he dies and you have to take three days off work before you come back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, maybe that's, maybe that's your um, kind of um, risk and reward, right? Because you need to hide your stigmata otherwise people will kind of catch on and see what's going on there, right? And the more you use yep. your powers, to whether it's to right wrongs or to wrong rights, either way... Uh, the more you use your powers, the more the stigmata happens until you need to take your three-day break. And of course, three-day break, that's lost income, that's lost seniority in your limo company, right?
1: Oh, there like, you go. You're trying to ri- raise, like, rise through the ranks. Yeah, yeah the you're gunning company. for that promotion
2: to get a better limo or become the manager, etc., cetera, yeah. et cetera, And so you've got to try and use your powers in a balanced manner to kind of make things go smoothly and you can take other steps to kind of hide the stigmata if you're using things a little too much but if you're using a lot too much then your arm just drops off and yeah can't, can't come into work tomorrow, I'm dead
1: and when you get all the way to the top of the of the company you can rename it to The Lion and the Lamazines <laughs> that's the best part I could come up with <laughs> Uh uh, Jesus is the lamb, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, Lamb of God.
0: Yeah, well, he was he was the lamb, and when he comes back, he's supposed to be the lion.
1: Is that how that works? Okay, you um, shall have read because my Bible.
0: La- last time he came, he came. You know, he was all nice and shit. Oh, and so the second then coming we killed is the him, lion? and is that how yeah? That works? The second coming is the lion because be he's going to be line. complete complete bastard and kill everyone.
2: Well, if well, if that's the case, then Jesus comes back and he's pissed. He's got an AK out of the side of his limo and. <laughs> And it just but, into, but again, uh... the
0: Sigmata's still there because, you know, that's the only sign. But it it gets bigger with the... With the right things that you're doing, and because you're supposed to be the line this time,
1: I think and yes, then, that's a good idea. And so- then
2: over time, you get powers <laughs> with your blood and just
1: drown people in it. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah you can just really turn that stigma to tap on and just drain yourself. But you do still, yeah. you still die. You lose those three days, but it might be worth it. Well, yeah,
2: if, if you manage, if you manage to wreak enough havoc, yeah, if, if you wreak enough havoc or right enough wrongs, then it's totally worth it. And then like people actually behave for three days while you're gone. <laughs>
1: Like oh shit, where is he? He's gonna come back. So again.
0: during those three days, does he go to like the United States and like meet the Mormons? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, but, yeah, he goes and plants <laughs> those fucking gold plates or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is definitely our most blasphemous episode yet. Yeah, um, hell yeah, we're
2: all going yeah. to hell. See you there. All right. Well,
1: I think- As if
0: we weren't already.
2: Oh, <laughs> if we weren't already. I'll see you in double hell. Double hell. Double special <laughs> hell.
1: All right, I think we'll move on to our final segment. Sure. So, Andrew, what is your most anticipated game at the moment that you have yet to play?
2: That's kind of a rough one because all the big ones just came out and I have played all the ones I was really keen on, even if it is only for an hour, right? Um, I think the next one
1: I'm really keen on is Persona 5, to be honest. Persona 5, okay. Luckily, I know nothing about that game because what we're going to (laughs) do is we're going to take the title of that game and come up with uh, an ultimate... Well, the ultimate. No, an alternate game idea. It could be Um, the ultimate. It could be the ultimate game idea. We'll definitely outdo Insert Game Company who made Persona 5 here. (laughs)
2: Atlas. FYI. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: Yeah, so we're going to take the name. We're going to come up with a new game called Persona 5. Nothing to do with actual Persona series. Um... Just entirely based on that name, so works for me. So. Uh, my first, my first thought is, and I really hope—I doubt it's going to happen—but I hope that this doesn't overlap with like the actual thing. I literally have no idea what going <laughs> on. But anyway, Persona Five. I'm not actually thinking it's the fifth in a series. I'm thinking that like it's a game about clones of some kind, and you are like the fifth off the line uh, <laughs> uh, of a particular, just a superhuman yeah, like, like, or some kind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's someone who, you know, a scientist has come up with a way of of cloning and improving on humans, and you are their fifth attempt. Uh, you know, they ha- and they yeah. still haven't quite perfected it.
2: <laughs> so, so you have powers that go wrong. Yeah, yeah, in, in
1: in interesting ways. Yeah, it could almost so- be a narrative. It could almost be a narrative game, and we've we've headed down that direction this episode a bit more, but. <laughs> Uh, because there could be some real interesting tensions with like Persona Eight is actually like almost perfect, you know he really didn't uh, yeah. get it right by then. Um, yeah, by that
2: point he's worked out the King City system and now it's starting to create yeah. like, more copies of Persona Eight to take over the world. Because I mean, what scientist is making yeah, clones exactly. who isn't megalomaniacal, right? Yeah,
1: maybe it's even set that little bit later where there are there are a bunch of Persona Eights out there, and you're this Persona Five who's just. You know, you, you you're sort of substantial. You're the sub- discarded experiment.
2: Um, maybe maybe personas maybe personas one through four were steadily improving and you're just the one they fucked up completely. And
1: then just gone, <laughs> Okay, we've gone we've hit an evolutionary dead end this way, so yep. let's go the other yeah, way. We, yep.
0: See, I like the idea of Persona Zero just being a blob. <laughs> oh yeah but, definitely but really didn't get it just came out as a mass of flesh however like
1: an eye and some fingernails
0: however it is literally the smartest out of all of it because it's just like a uh, massive brain it's in just there
1: brain mass in there Not, okay yeah, like so
2: that. so you link up with persona zero to get revenge so you're the brawn he's the brains so you take on the name Louse, right? And you punch people.
0: Persona Zero takes on the name Fiddler.
2: Yeah, and God. for reasons unknown, you find Hogwarts, and now we're just in circles. Um,
0: and now we punch things until the magic happens.
2: I'm thinking balls to the wall action game. Um, perhaps so. You are Experiment Five, so you know you are slowly. You can improve. Like sure, you're a botched experiment, but unlike the others, they you can improve. And that's kind of what they overlooked when they discarded you. And oh, so, okay. And so, so it's kind
1: of, up for, and like
2: yeah. Uh, so you kind of end up with a boss sort of the wall action game, say, literally anything Platinum Games has made. And then as as you go, you get more powers, and Persona Zero kind of figures out how you can get revenge and take over the world for yourself.
1: Well, well, maybe it's a banjo kazooie slash ukulele style thing, and you've got Ooh. Persona Zero in your backpack the whole time. <laughs> Like um, and you got a
0: psychic link to it, or um, so you can? No, can't no, it actually just talks. Speak, But it's it, speaking no, psychically mate, too. One of,
1: one of the things it did get was a mouth. <laughs> it's it's just a mouth and a brain. It's just a blob with a mouth, <laughs> some hair, you know. <laughs> well, one of,
2: well, then it also leaves a glaring <laughs> one, weak two. point wherever you're carrying it around, right? Because I mean, without Persona Zero, you're kind of nothing. Because it's the smart one, and you're just louse. So you you do need. <laughs> To protect this thing, so maybe you you are wearing it on your back your yeah. backpack, but you've also got to guard it with your life. Otherwise, you know, yeah. you're lost.
1: Absolutely, like that's that's your weak point. And and if you, I want to like, can it fall off? <laughs> I guess yes. If you maybe, maybe there's an aspect you, of well,
2: you can buck it off if you press buttons at the right time.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh Jesus! There you, you go. That's Lascaux. <laughs> <laughs> Just tying them all together. No, no, I don't maybe, know. maybe it's just if you take enough damage or, like, or get hit by, you know, in, in quick enough succession, you, know, you, 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 can't, you don't block the combo well enough, then there's the possibility that Persona Zero will fall off and that just adds to the challenge of this battle that you have to uh, protect it and get it back onto your back.
2: Perhaps you get enemies that kind of just grab it and try to run off with it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, and then you've like, got to chase,
1: chase them, them down and, and take them down without hitting Persona Zero.
0: Kind of Assassin's Creed style.
1: Yeah, I almost like this as a bit of an open world action sort of thing.
0: So I was going to ask, where are we going to set this? Is it like Neo Tokyo sort of place, or is it like Monday, London, or, or is it Melbourne, or is it?
2: <laughs> there are not enough world. open world games in Australia, so it's all of Australia. That's true.
1: Just go get a, you can go get a whole snack pack for your health and <laughs> um, check out check out <laughs> Fed Square. That's where sure. the enemy base is. <laughs> I'd, I'd,
0: pfft, and and then do we do we do it um oh what's it called Forza Horizon three style so um one second you can be in like the Yarra Valley the next second you can be in the desert <laughs> it's
1: all one map and it's just like
2: <laughs> you've you've got uncontrollable teleport powers
0: look it's the Harbour Bridge <laughs> and the Opera House and Fed Square next to it
2: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: compress it all down and, and look
2: there's Uluru, like within walking distance. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> and look, a fuckload of churches. Oh, that must be Adelaide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, look, there's Pauline Hanson. We're up in Queensland. <laughs> Run her over. Send Persona Zero after her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she fell into a vat of a vat of oil at a fish and chip shop. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay, so what sort of powers can can Persona Five have?
1: Hmm. Uh. Well. Okay. I mean, is it is it just sort of a beat em up style style, you know, action game uh, with with combos and weapons and stuff or well, punch know, people till the going, magic happens. So so you start <laughs> um, weaponless. Yeah, so
2: they well, could just be what well, maybe not like a side but maybe an old school beat em up where you are just punching people in Well, I'm thinking new, kind of God of War style brawler. Either God of
0: War or Arkham Knight or um Yeah. Shadow of
2: Mordor.
1: Yeah, yeah, of... yeah. That sort of more modern uh you know, one versus many kind of kind of combat
2: Dark Souls. Yeah. You are I mean you are yeah, a family yeah, experiment. It, it, I mean, sort so of... Dark Souls make it ridiculously <laughs> hard.
1: But you but you can like
0: get into that um that meleeing thing where, you know, all oh, someone's coming in you can hit hit Y to counter straight away and just have that free flowing combat. Yeah. But with the incredible difficulty spikes of Dark, Dark Souls. Souls,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, and I like you can, you know, you've 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 just got your different sort of like Arkham has your your const uh, your gadgets and stuff. You can use Persona Zero in different ways. You can learn to, you know, maybe you can throw it at someone and they just latch onto their face uh, <laughs> to stun them,
0: facehugger style. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe you get some
1: tentacles. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Maybe <laughs> you can level up Persona Zero as well, mutate it. Further. Okay.
0: I just had a thought, well, in Dark Souls, you've got the stamina system that you can't keep on attacking, attacking, attacking. Yeah. So, you've got that free-flowing combat of, like, the Arkham Knight. Yeah. But um, you've also got a limited amount of stamina, so you can't do what you can do in, like, Shadow of Mordor, where literally people were looking away from the screen and just hitting the A button to vault over people. Yeah. Well... You've yeah. got limited stamina, so you've got to actually go in, be a bit more strategic, beat the crap. You yes, you can, yes, you can counter and all this sort of stuff. But then if you if you're running low on stamina, you've got to get the
1: fuck out of there
0: and like recover some of that stamina and come back in and, and yeah, well, and that could be you where you going.
1: strategically use Persona Zero as well. Like maybe they've got some stun attacks or some attacks where. Um, you know, you you can launch them at the strongest enemy, hold them off for a while. Persona will, Zero will take some damage, uh, but you get to regain some stamina so you can, you know, then back in flank there. them, come around behind them. You know, take some damage off them and get and get Persona Zero back before uh, they're too damaged.
2: Well, maybe even not even necessarily throwing him at someone, but throwing him away from them as a distraction.
1: Oh, that too. If that's who they're, you know, depending maybe that's the type of enemy. You know, maybe the if they're a smarter enemy, they know that that's the real prize. That is a real there's, yeah. a, there's a you know, because the start of the game, Persona Five stole Persona Zero. You know, the ultra intelligent Persona Zero, but who who has some <laughs> empathy for Persona Five. Uh, but everyone's trying to get Persona Zero back because like it was running the city or something. <laughs> so you're fighting against chaos? like
0: Personas one, one through four at the start, and then you're actually going through six through eight later on.
1: Maybe it's the opposite. Yeah. Maybe like once you've killed enough of six through eight, they start throwing the misshapen, like one through four, who also went pretty wrong. Uh, but they're like really tough and have different uh, weird. Mutations and things. Oh
0: yeah, they're just full on beefcake sort of. <laughs>
1: yeah, like this one's got extra arms, and you know this one's got a fucking like skull plate like plating all over its body. You know, the, it's, it's not what they were going ambiguous. for. They were trying to create the perfect cloned. You know ultra ultra being or whatever of persona 8 but it turns out that for when it comes to fighting against other personas persona 8 is actually the minion of the of the bunch and yeah. you know, the earlier ones do a lot better <laughs> well yeah cuz your beefcake can take a million <laughs>
2: hits before it actually starts to feel it while well, persona 8s like yeah no i'm smart i'm strong i'm fast but like, I'm balanced.
1: Yeah.
0: That really hurt. I'm going away. See ya. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. They're
1: just like, come on, you created me so I could do all your accounting not to fight people. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're basically a service robot.
0: And and once in a while you come up against Persona 9 and it's just a little kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's That's when they really perfected the cloning process and, you know, people who couldn't have children and stuff, you know, they want a new Persona, but... Uh, so, yeah, as as the series, like, as the Persona series went on and on, not the game series, like, the series of types of clones. Um, There's only one game. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, but the, the clone series of Personas <laughs> went on and on. Yeah, they just, they actually became more and more human-like. Uh, and so, much easier to kill. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, I guess. laughs>
2: so, if they're going for perfect clones, then why are we other megalomaniac science, scientists? Like, we've kind of come around back to, what's the point? <laughs>
1: Well, no. I mean, that was his end goal, but he just he just like wasn't very good at it. And, uh, <laughs> oh, so he just took over the
2: world in the process because why wouldn't you if you've gotten the ability? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, well, u- uber rich now. That <laughs> absolute actually
1: power corrupts absolutely. Well, there we go. No, I actually just forgot the story that we came up with with it at the end <laughs> because we went so deep into this action side of things. <laughs> um. Either way, I
0: really want to play that game. If Persona 5 is anything like that, that'll be awesome. Uh, If it's not, then, well, make that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, scrap Persona 5. Sorry, this is better. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. (laughs) That was pretty awesome.
0: I think that brings us to the end. I think that does. So, Andrew, can you give our listeners some ideas on how they can contact you and, and check out The Inconsolables?
2: so you can find the inconsolables on twitter at inconsolables au you can find me at calgar that's k-a-l-g-a-r we've got the inconsolables podcast on facebook inconsolables podcast at gmail.com and yeah throw it into google and you may or may not find us i mean we're not at the top so <laughs> um on facebook you'll find it easier <laughs> soundcloud uh, we're on Stitcher yeah, as well nice so
1: yeah we'll we'll put those links in the show notes too so cool Thank you, sir. Awesome. So,
0: thank you all for joining us today on Lamestorming. I'm Trevor Scott.
1: I'm Ben Slinger. And I'm Andrew Natoli. A game where you're raising a mech baby, voiced by Stephen Fry. I'd play that. Yeah, sign me up. (laughs)